film starts out highlighting the, the story of a Homeland Security agent, Tim, who left his job to go find some children in Colombia. That rescue in Colombia happened 10 years ago and it was my first experience doing undercover work and seeing the horrific nature of trafficking firsthand. I, I, yes, today there's roughly 10 million children being sold for sex in uh, and I'm not talking about just children being abused at home which is a massive number we can talk about that later I'm talking sold human beings more today than all 300 years of the transatlantic slave trade put together and we sit here and think that slavery disappeared at the time of Abraham Lincoln Vaccinated or not, toxic spike proteins pose a long-term threat to your health. The top doctors at the Wellness Company have introduced a revolutionary spike support formula that is the only product that contains ingredients that block and dissolve spike proteins inside your body. The powerful formula has been shown to dissolve spike proteins and blood clots, and it works to help your body repair from other potential damage. This amazing formula is also much less expensive than buying each ingredient separately. That's because the wellness company puts you and your needs first. Use the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop to buy your daily spike support. It's time to protect you and your family against the effects of COVID, vaccines, and shedding. Again, use the link below or buy at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall and I have the great Paul Hutchinson coming back. I really wanted to talk to him more about his movie, The Call of Freedom. It is so important that people get out and see this movie and the message behind it is so important that people understand this isn't a one-off scenario. This is happening and we, we need to get this message out there. It's not a super dark, I mean, it's dark, it's a dark thing. It's about trafficking, but it's not, it's an uplifting film as well. And one thing Paul said is, you know, the, the character, Jim Caviezel, who plays uh, the Tim Ballard character, he said, that's really a composite of 20 people. It's, you know, we think of a white knight coming and saving the day. It's really all of us stepping up and saving the day and realizing that, that we have the power to make a difference. And sometimes these messages come out as this white knight that saves them. We all want to sit back and wait for someone to save us. It's just not how it works. And and he wanted to make, the, make that message clear too. He talks about that during this interview, but this is just a great conversation that we have. We talk about a lot of important topics. Really hope this interview does well and that many people see it. I'm going to play the tra movie trailer before we start this uh, show so that you can see what the movie is going to be about. It's in theaters all over the country on July 4th. It's in theaters where I live. It's uh, AMC theaters. I know it's all in those. It's over 100 theaters just in Los Angeles area. So more than likely, it's going to be in your area. So please take the time to share it, to watch it, to make sure everybody, and even those people that you think are asleep, those people are good people to go watch it and they can start to understand and raise their consciousness level about what's really happening and what's behind this whole blackmail system that we're all suffering through. Okay, so I'm going to play the trailer and then we're going to get into my really good conversation with Paul Hutchinson. If you haven't seen my first show with him, that was a few weeks ago, go and watch that one because that gives you a really bad, he tells the story of this 
rescue that happened 10 years ago. And now this is a follow-up to that and it gets, we get deeper into the conversation. So find that one. I think you're going to enjoy that, but this one is, we get even deeper. So it's what I needed to, I wanted to ask him a lot more questions and, and I think this hits the spot. And one last thing before I play the trailer, uh, Paul is going to be speaking at the censored conference. So we have this amazing lineup of people who are going to be speaking at the conference. And so if you go to United for free speech, it's going to be up there real quick. We're going to have the act three. Now we're in act three. We'll have all the speakers that are going to be there. He's going to be one of them. And we also are putting out all the other presentations for act one and act two are now going to be public. So you can watch those as well. Go to United for free speech dot com and watch that okay let's get into the trailer and this beautiful conversation with paul hutchinson Please. i don't think i can do this job Tim, as soon as I lay down, all you see are those kids' faces. How long you been doing this? Twelve years. How do you do it? It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What will we do? We're Homeland Security. You know we can't go off rescuing kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. This is my one chance to put those pieces back together. We're talking about extracting an 11-year-old girl from an army of rebels. Not just her. I'm talking about rescuing hundreds of kids. She could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. Over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell. If we do nothing, Someday it's gonna reach the likes of you. What if this was your daughter? Hi, Paul. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Super grateful to have. This time again, and a better cell phone signal this time. Better. Yeah, Wi-Fi. well, you know, last time was such a great show, but I there was so much more I wanted to talk to you about. And you have that movie coming out on July 4th. I really hope people share and tell your friends, your neighbors, everyone, because the consciousness of everybody understanding this is the backdrop. You know, trafficking is the backdrop of what we're dealing with in such a profound way. It's not it's not something that's peripheral that is in the distance and it's horrible and you know, it doesn't affect us. It affects every single one of us every day in an indirect way. And I don't think people realize that 
because it is, it's the blackmail system that we're dealing with. It's so much, it's the trauma, it's the everyday thing. It's the kids in your kid's class that are affected by this. So let's talk more about that. So we can get more awareness. What, why did you do this movie? Well, the, the movie coming out July 4th is called The Sound of Freedom. And um, I, I'm the executive director of the film. In fact, the producer of the film, Eduardo Varosky, plays me in the film. He plays the part of the multi-billion dollar fund manager who quits his job to go help rescue children. The, the film starts out highlighting the, the story of a Homeland Security agent, Tim, who left his job to go find some children in Colombia. That rescue in Colombia happened 10 years ago, and it was my first experience doing undercover work and seeing the horrific nature of trafficking firsthand. I, I, I knew there was darkness in the world, Sarah, but I had no idea there was that level of darkness. It's I'm, traumatic. I'm in this chair and they bring a bunch of virgins out, these little 10, 11 year old children. And this little girl, 11 years old, barely taller than I was as I was sitting down and she was standing up and there was, she was shaking and there was her, her makeup that they had put on her face was all run because she had been crying. She was so scared of meeting the, the men who were supposed to defile her. I was so glad it was us there and not some monster. And she looked at me in my eyes, like I was the man who was going to defile her. And I, I made a commitment that day that I would do everything in my power to eradicate that evil from the face of the earth. And I thought maybe this was just something that happened in Colombia or whatever. No, it was the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. And good people didn't even know that it was happening. It was, it was the, the second most profitable. It surpassed the arms trade. It was soon going to surpass the drug trade. And I'm thinking, you're kidding me. This has really happened. And there's at the time, roughly 8 million children. And I, but to answer your question of why the movie, I realized that back at the time of Abraham Lincoln, it wasn't the guys rescuing the slaves that created the biggest difference. It was people like you, Sarah. It was, it was the influencers. It was people like Harriet Beecher Stowe, who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin, which was the media of the age. That, that her book created an awareness with good people of what was going on in the South. In fact, years later, when Abraham Lincoln met her, he shook her hand. He said, so you're the little lady that wrote the book that started the Civil War. So today, if we're going to create a movement, we've got to get in front of the masses. Now, here's what's sad. You have, you, you, you've experienced all kinds of censorship over the last number of years we had the hardest time getting this movie to market. And I'm telling you, when you see it, you take a box of tissues, you will cry and you will say that was the best film I have seen in a long time. It is so well done. And, and it's not just heavy and darkness. There's, it's a beautiful story of the rescue and rehabilitation and reuniting of the children with their families. It's so beautiful. But every... And, and we went in in the beginning to Sony and Lionsgate and others with the story of the rescue. And they wanted us to sign all this paperwork that gave them full carte blanche control. And we realized they could do whatever they wanted with this movie. 
and they could table the story and have it never come out. Or they could have me in me and Tim in a in a gay sex scene in the middle of the film. And we couldn't do anything about it. There's all kinds of things they could have done. And so in order to maintain control, I decided that I would put the money in personally to do all of the pre production, everything, the script writing, everything, put about 600,000 I did in, into the film and, and, and a couple other friends that, that came in early. And then from there, we got some, some patriots that would be behind us and some big check writers that said, you know what, screw whatever Hollywood's going to do. We're going to fund this thing because this needs to come out. And it is an amazing film. But even when it was out, time after time, the film was finished three years ago. And every single direction we went to try to get it distributed, we got shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. We're like, oh, this can't just be a, a, a cup holder, you know, on a CD in my, my living room. This has got to get out to the world. And so we teamed up with, uh, with an alternative distribution group called Angel Studios. They're the ones that did the TV series, The Chosen, and they do kind of a crowdfunding type of a thing. And with those guys behind us, now we're able to get it out and it'll hit theaters on July 4th and, uh, and then be on their platform after that. So it's an amazing, amazing film. And I think that your audience is going to absolutely love it. Well, it's in theaters where I live. I'm so excited that it is. So it must be in theaters everywhere. I, I really hope people have access to this. You know, I've been having a little push back a little bit. I've been trying to get you on everywhere. Um, so people can get and there's people are so scared and I want to talk about this a little bit people are so scared that so many people are disinfo info in the independent space right and they write to be it, to to that but you know I talked to John Paul Rice and I talked to other people who are really in the the know they've really been focused on human trafficking or really investigate it and they're like you know what Sarah this message and what this is, is so important that raising the consciousness of what's in this can only be good. And so no matter if, I mean, you can take anybody and, and turn them into a bad guy. And especially in today's world, I mean, all of us have some remote connection to something that's bad. And even if we're as good hearted as we possibly can be, we all have some kind of side something that makes us can can be spun to make but the message of this film stands on its own and it's really important and i want you to talk about how important this is to just how important it is to the world and us getting out of this nightmare situation we're in absolutely here's here's the thing yes today there's roughly 10 million children being sold for sex in and I'm not talking about just children being abused at home which is a massive number and we can talk about that later I'm talking sold human beings more today than all 300 years of the transatlantic slave trade put together and we sit here and think that slavery disappeared at the time of Abraham Lincoln here's how it affects us here's how it affects us the um the United States is the largest consumer and producer of child pornography in the world. This isn't just a third world country, right here in the US. We had a foundation that we're working with that has a piece of software that goes into the dark web. And a lot of these guys think that they're in the dark web, they're being 
private. Nobody can see what they're doing, but this goes in and it identifies the GUI, the, the global identifier number on the computers that are downloading child rape videos and things like this so that our agents don't have to actually go in and, and see any of this stuff. We have a computer software that goes in and identifies what they are and who's downloading them. In one month, we identified in the United States, 800,000 unique individuals who had downloaded a child rape video, 800,000. That's incredible. It, it's it's, it's I, right I, it's, here in our backyard. And that means that, I mean, that's just in one month. So how many people are really doing it? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's that means that that's just a fraction of the people really doing it. Because it's what you captured in that one segment thing that you did. There's other ways of getting those kind of videos. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And here's what happens. For every single person that's listening right now, one out of every four people, one out of every four women that you know has been a victim of sexual violence as a child. One out of every four, most of them in their own home. Now with, with men, the number's a little bit smaller. It's about 20% of all men have been a, a victim at some time in their life, but one fourth of them is a child. And so what's happening- As a child, is you mean under 10, right? 10 or- Under 10, yeah. So it's been under 10 years old. And so so what's happening is there's, there's this generational abuse that's affecting all of us in some way. That's right. And, and some of them grow up and they, they've, they God bless them, they're able to work through it. But most of them, they're dealing with low self-esteem or anxiety issues. And some of them end up becoming contact offenders. And so the, it's, a, it's a societal problem as a whole that, that I just got to see the darkest depravity of it face to face with an 11 year old, an eight year old, a 10 year old being sold. But that who's to say that that's any worse than your own daughter being raped by your brother-in-law in your own house, right? This, this is traumatic stuff. Now onto the bigger political spectrum side, a lot of these things, people are being are being manipulated in a way where then they end up getting in a compromising position somewhere. They get filmed in that and you own their vote forever. If you've got that video forever. The black and so you've got black happening globally yeah. using this tool to do so. And it's, it can't be understated how important that is because we're looking at, just absurd things going on in our world that make no sense, that leaders who have the best intentions in mind for the people that they're meant to serve, uh, they wouldn't be doing a lot of these things if there wasn't something else. Because leaders don't make decisions that are anti-human unless there's some other thing yeah. behind it. Yeah, you, you can tell. You know when your political leaders have got some dirt on them. You can tell. They come in right in the beginning with this grandiose plan to be one of you and, and, and represent you in, in Congress or in the Senate or whatever, and, and or as a judge. And then all of a sudden, boom, now they're, they're making decisions and they're doing things that are completely contrary to the person that you knew when you helped get into office. 
And, and the, what's happened is that there was some dirt there and some serious dirt that people are now controlling them from behind the scenes. It happens all the time. Even if it's made up dirt, right? I mean, we have a combination of issues, but we need to free our society from that because we've had the some of the worst crimes against humanity has occurred in the last three years. And I would venture to say what's behind this is this blackmail system, whether it's involving children or not. The problem is children is the last defense. They use that if they have to. And so we, we can't clean this up without starting to clean this up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's everywhere. And we've seen it the last three years. The, the, the biggest crimes against humanity in the history of the world have happened over the last That's right. Years. And people who care about humanity, they don't make decisions to do these things unless there's something else behind it. So I am just so impressed with you and your mission. Can you talk about more of what you really want to get out there as a message and what you intend this film to do? Like pe- when people walk away from it, what should they f- think i mean they're going to have all these feelings and emotions and anger and happiness for the children in the film but i mean it's 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 a hard thing to swallow what should people feel when they leave this well number 1 they should be mad as hell that they've gone this far in their life and they haven't known that this is such a problem and they're going to be excited to get behind the solution in any way that they can now realize this and this is important for those who are watching the film there are a lot more people involved than what what made it to the film. There are so many good former Green Berets and Navy SEALs, so many of them that were involved that we took their stories and put them together into one story. And we only had a couple characters to run with that story. So I'm just I'm going to tell you that, you know, Tim's not the great hero. I'm not the great hero. Yes, we were very much involved. But there were so many good people that were involved in those stories across the board. So, so don't walk away saying, oh, Paul's a hero. No, don't think that. Understand that those stories, those, those missions were done by a bunch of really good men and women with the right hearts. So that's number one. Number two. That's important. Hold, let, let's repeat that. Because people think that they wait for these white knights and they don't realize what their role in solving this it really is. That cannot be understated as how how critical it is. Absolutely. And there's so many people involved with that mission. I mean, for example, one of the greatest that wasn't included in the film was, was our attorney general in Utah, Sean Reyes. He was so involved in dealing with the, the federal police down there and everything, but we didn't have the budget for an extra character at the time. And, and the, the writers wanted to just focus all the attention on Jim Caviezel's character, which is okay, which is okay. But understand that most of the things that were in there were a lot of other great, great, great leaders. And everybody can be involved. Everybody can help in some way. You know, you, when, when you're on an airplane and you see a guy get on and he's got a little 12 year old with her, with him, and it's very obvious that they're not related and it's very obvious she's being controlled. Chances are she's being trafficked, right? Say something. And, and there's been so many good people that have come forward that have helped in these great missions. So that's number one. But number two, come away understanding that, okay, now you've seen the darkest depravity 
of what happens. You have to now ask yourself why. Why, why, why? Why is there even a demand for this? Okay. The reason those traffickers are presenting me an 11 year old is because there was big money involved. When we sat down and drew out their business plan together, there was tens of millions of dollars a year that would be coming in off of this child brothel sex resort that they wanted me to fund. And so tens of millions a year. Now you have to ask yourself, okay, why are these guys trafficking children? Because there's a demand. Then you have to ask why. Why is there a demand? Why, why is there guys with money that would go down to Latin America and put on a party with a bunch of 10, 11 year old children? How does it get to that point? And then, then now you're starting to get to the point where you can make a difference. You can say, okay, if we're going to fix this problem, we're not going to fix this problem with a whole bunch of people going and being Rambos and going and pulling out these children and rescuing them. You know, that's an ego boost. That's dangerous as hell. Don't go do it. But what you can do is figure out how to fix the demand side. How do we fix the demand? We've got to change the hearts and the minds of the people before they end up becoming contact offenders. So we have to say, okay, as a society, what have we done to, to take a woman from a divine feminine to an object? That's, that's something that's happening in Hollywood. That's happening with pornography. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, and that, you know, when we talked about that offline, that a lot of that is behind the trafficking because women, when they don't see themselves as a nurturer or a mother or they objectify themselves, then they're not putting themselves in the role of protecting their own children. Absolutely. And this feminist movement has been counterproductive for women as a whole. Understand this. I believe, I believe wholeheartedly that the greatest lie that has been perpetrated for the last two to 5,000 years, the greatest lie is that is the, the subjugation of women in scripture, in, 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 in religion, in politics and everything. I believe that, that, the liberation of humanity will only happen when we totally embrace the role of the divine feminine in, in, in her full power, not trying to become a man, not trying to, to, to take all of these roles, but, but respecting her as, as a great healer, respecting her as a creator, respecting the divine feminine as the, 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 the great goddess of, of peace as a whole. And so, so when, when we start to respect women for who they are, and instead of trying to say, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate my, my feminine nature by, by being a porn star. Really? Is that going to help humanity as a whole? Is it that going to help your cause? Or is that going to make more men objectify women and put them into a place of an object instead of the divinity that they are? Yeah, and so it's important <clears throat> that people distinguish the difference because feminism had its, has its role in making in allowing us the suffrage movement, which which was very important. Yes, and that's raising women up to be partners in this world that we need to be in. We need to be partners. I have a strong husband. You know, man is he needs a strong 
he needs to be strong if he's with me. But we are very much partners and he very much respects me and my roles. And But without that strength and balance, our children can't grow up to be balanced, strong, healthy human beings. And it comes from both sides, knowing how to be balanced. Absolutely. Yeah, there's that there's that that beautiful combination of the divine feminine and the divine masculine that is necessary. Now, you know, my my new bride, Vanessa, she um, she had to be divine feminine and masculine for many, many years in raising her daughter. You know, she had to take on both roles and 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 give a healthy example of both sides to her daughter, because unfortunately, there's there's so many homes in America and throughout the world where we have single moms and single dads that are raising the kids, but, but uh, teaching them that healthy balance is so important. And the partnership is however your balance really works out, but it's important that it's harmonizes and it's a balance, but we have imbalance everywhere. When you have one out of four women who were defiled before the age of 10, the trauma is incredible with these women and the men end up being more being the perpetrators, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, I don't know, why is that? Why is it women end up being abusive and things, but they don't end up perpetrating the men do what is happening? Well, there? And, and there are some men, women, um, you know, yes, yes, it's primarily men, but you know, it's interesting in the, in the anti-trafficking arena, I've led 70 been involved with, or led over 70 undercover rescue missions in 15 countries. And I have what I, I've defined as a level one through four on the traffickers. A level one guys, they're they're the ones I meet to in the morning. They're selling me cocaine. And, and, you know, they're 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 not involved, but they know the streets. And I usually use them as a connection to get to a level two, which are usually pimps. They're usually men as well. They own women. They have access to children. And then I get to what I call a level three. And a level three are the ones who are who are physically controlling the children. They've got them locked up. They've got them in their house. They those and at the level three, fifty percent of them were women. Yeah, I'm not surprised so, on that. So there, there were there were Abusive. women that were involved as well, and yeah. many of them were trafficked as children themselves. But you know they're involved at that level in in trafficking the children. So yes, there are women who are involved. That it's it's. Uh, but overall, the majority of the perpetrators in the home are men. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. The people who actually defile the children, the women are very active in creating the money and the network. Yeah. But the men are the clients more yes. often, right? Yeah. And, well, and um, go ahead. I, I think that it's a, uh, you know, it's a combination of the, the 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 testosterone and the the aggressive nature and the conquering nature and the you know some of those some of those traits of masculinity that are that that left unharnessed and uncontrolled can be can be very destructive. 
And, um, and so that's what, and, and a lot of these men, um, they, they, they deal with a lot of anger issues, especially if they were abused as children, it, it comes out in, in very aggressive behavior and that aggressive behavior when, when it's combined with, uh, with, with, uh, a lack of respect for the divine nature of sexuality is, is something that is creating that pain. Let's talk about the victims here a little bit. I, I, before we talk about that, it's important that, you know, you said that people shouldn't be ramble and go, you know, break up these pedophile rings as a, we, we do need the Rambo types doing that, but we need the counterbalance of healing the victims. Right. I mean, you're not saying we don't, when we leave them alone, you're saying, no, we need professionals breaking this up because it's, it's very dangerous, but we also need to focus on the, the victims here. Now let's talk about the victims a little bit. How many, cause you, you had some children that have, they weren't in their beautiful film. A lot of them were virgins, but there's a lot that are 10 and they've already been in captivity for a year. Those yeah. children, how do they get past the trauma and turn into a healthy adult? Let me answer with a couple stories. So um, a lot of your listeners have heard of uh, Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped here in Utah uh, many years ago as a, as a child. Affluent family. Um, they had hired some uh, transient to come and help around the house and one of them you know got a knife for his daughter and ended up kidnapping her and um there is a there's a story that i heard i wasn't there but but uh there was a um a a son of a well-known politician who i don't have a lot lot of tolerance for their family but he was there there was a uh uh, sean our attorney general there was the um, uh, Tim, the Homeland Security agent who first recruited me, and they were watching some raw footage of one of the parties that we had. And these traffickers had brought these 11, 12, 13-year-old children to this party. And one of the guys that were there watching the film, he said, he said, you know, those, those 12, 13-year-olds coming into that party, they they seem pretty happy to be there. Oh, Are you God. sure you're rescuing them? Now, now, little uh, little Miss Smart, she's, she's usually a, a, a little teddy bear. She's just a sweetheart, huge heart. And Elizabeth, she, she said that she came, she turned into a monster. She said, she looked at him and she said, Josh, she said, did you realize that the day that I was taken, I was raped five times. At 12 years old, I was raped five times. She said the next day, they made me go naked the entire day just to lower my self-esteem and make it so that I wouldn't fight back and just make me just feel like a piece of piece of, of trash. She said, and then every single day thereafter, I was raped at least twice a day. She said less than three weeks after I was kidnapped, we were at a party and I was quote, quote, happy to be there. I had a smile on my face 
She said, because I was scared for my life. I was scared for my parents' life. I was scared for my sister's life. I had been brainwashed to the point where, where I was in pure survival mode. She said, but the second that I was able to be taken out of that situation, then I was able to start healing. She said, don't you tell me that once those children were out from under that the control of those traffickers, that they won't blossom and heal. And, and what's amazing is how quickly these children do heal. If you put them into a healthy environment, a home, not just a, 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 an aftercare facility, but find a living, breathing, loving family that they can be incorporated into. We work a lot with a, a foundation in, in Guatemala called the Hope of Life Foundation. And what I love about them, they've helped over 30,000 victims over the last 30 years. Amazing organization. And one of the things that I love is that they, they build houses and on, they've got about 3,000 acres and they build houses and they bring in families. They bring in a mom and a dad and at least one or two kids who want to dedicate the next two to five years of their life with some challenged children. And then when they put the children in with these homes in a home environment, putting two or three of these challenged children in these homes. And then they, of course, have the, the therapist and the psychiatrist and, and the hospital that's right there and everything else that they need. But they give the kids the most important ingredient that they don't get in the foster system, which is a loving family. And, and it's beautiful how quickly these children are able to recover and, and start living a normal life. And how many of them choose to stay and be a part of the Hope of Life Foundation and, and work on the farms that are there and, and, and live a fulfilled life away from the craziness that they had when they were younger. Well, let's talk a little bit about Child Protective Services. And I've talked to you a little bit about Mike Ticken in here in, in Minnesota, where I'm at. And there is a volunteer program called CARA, which brings in people from the community that really want to get engaged and help these children. They're the only advocate that isn't part of the system. And now in Minnesota, they want to, it's all free. They volunteer their time. And now they want to, the, the system, they want to get rid of the whole volunteer program here in our state. How important is it that we have volunteers and people in the community taking an interest in these kids? Oh, massively important. The, the system is so broken, Sarah. With, within the United States, the number one way that traffickers get a hold of some of the, their victims are people that are tied to the foster system that are run by the state. It's so broken. The, the percentages of the children that end up in trafficking that, that started out in the foster care system is astronomically high. And there's, there's, there's not the family unit there to help these kids recover. There's the, the, and we can see it in everywhere, every part of our, of our economy, the system run by big government doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look at, look at the post office, you know, it doesn't work. Look at Amtrak, 
it doesn't work, right? When, when you put government in control of things that we should be stepping forward on, yes, the government should be able to pour resources in, but the most important thing is for people to go volunteer, to spend time with those kids, to give them a big brother, big sister, give them a, a, a family type environment, give them the love that they need. Love is the key right there. That's the great healer. The highest vibration of any emotion is, is that of love. Pure, unconditional, infinite love is the greatest healer of all, period. So if, if these kids aren't getting that because of the system, then they're not going to heal. Well, I did a show and I sent it to you uh, with my scientist friends, Max and Phil, and we this was years ago, but I re-ran it a couple of times just so people can get the message. There was a professor at UCLA, Valerie Hunt, that was um, able to measure the energy fields around um, things and there was this dye and everything. But anyway, she was doing a lot of great research at UCLA and she measured the energy field of love. It was a mother and her child and it was the strongest energy and force that she was ever been able to measure. And that's of love. And it's just an incredible message because science that's what science shows too. So it's it's not just what you think and what you feel and what your gut tells you is right. Your gut is telling you what science has proved is right too. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen it when we go in with the uh, the aftercare facilities with these kids while we're trying to find adoptive families for them. That the the people that are there that are running it, if they aren't all heart then we look for replacements because these kids need love more than anything. They are so broken. They've been, they've been defiled. They've been used. They've been raped and they, 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 they've never really felt what love is. And in a lot of the cases, it was even the pre-trafficking that was horrific for these kids. This, this one little girl in Ecuador, her, um, we, we, uh, we took down the trafficking ring that she was tied to. She ended up in a hospital because the traffickers had beat her up because she wasn't bringing in $1,000 a day. Her backstory is even, even more sad than that. Her, her mother died when she was eight. Her father was a raging alcoholic. She was sent to go live with her aunt and uncle. At 10 years old, her uncle started raping her. She told the family, they, they, they said that she was lying and then she ended up being the black sheep. By the time she was... She was 12, 13 years old. She had been being raped for the last three years by her uncle and his friends. And she, she, one of the traffickers was grooming her. She was going to school. She was the one with the low self-esteem. He could identify exactly who he was looking for. She was looking down all the time. She didn't have any friends. He befriended her and, and said, hey, now he was, of course, much, much older and uh, started started dating her saying hey i love you i love you he didn't have any real love for her whatsoever this was the only quote unquote love that she had ever felt in her life and he convinced her to go away with him she packs her little backpack she leaves he buys her a plane ticket to peru takes her from ecuador to peru as she lands he goes and he buys her a whole bunch of sexy clothes and he, he introduces her to four other girls and said these are my four other girlfriends now, let me tell you what you're going to be doing. 
you're going to bring in $1,000 a day minimum every single day. Sleeping with these men for $20 to $50 each, she ends up sleeping with 20 plus guys a night just to keep her, quote, boyfriend happy. And then she gets beat up to the point where she goes to the hospital. This is the kind of life. Now, you rescue these kids. You can't put them back in that same home. You've got to help them see what real love is and what a real healthy home is that doesn't have somebody that's using your body, that's somebody who can truly give you the help that you need. And so you are also working at adults because a lot of these victims never got that, but you believe that adults still have the ability to heal. You're not, you're never at a point where you can't heal and you can't become better. You have other things that you're working on. Can you talk about that? Because that's such a key. I mean, all these people who are teetering on being a bad guy, or let's say they did do something bad, but they don't want to be that person. They can heal. Absolutely. Now, let me be really clear with your audience. When I'm sitting face to face with a trafficker, people ask me, they say, Paul, how can you go face to face and not have them see the anger and your hatred in your eyes? And my answer surprises them. It's because I love them. They say, you can't love them. They're selling a child. Yes, my, I love the innocence of that child more. And, and don't get me wrong. I will do everything in my power to ensure that he never hurts another child again. I will make sure that he's put behind jail, behind bars. But at the same time, I've come to an understanding that if I'm ever judging another human being, there's a 100% chance that I don't have enough information to make that judgment. I don't know if the guy that just cut me out of a business deal, if, you know, if he's got some situation where he needs that money because his daughter's dying of cancer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that guy's telling me an eight-year-old was raped as a child. He probably was. But I'll tell you this. If you put me in a room with 100 pedophiles and 100 traffickers and you say, Paul, you can either have a gun with no retribution, that would be super tempting to me. It really would. And I'm a really, really good shot. Really good shot, right? Or, Paul, you could have a microphone. And I would take that microphone. And that would be the most transformational 60 minutes of their life. I would take them into the pit of hell and then I would pull them out and help them see the, the, the potential road to healing. So my focus now is actually on healing humanity. I've realized that just going undercover, rescuing 20 children at a time is never going to fix the problem unless we fix the demand side. So my real focus is not the pedophiles, is not the traffickers. My goal is to get to the people, the, the billions of people who have been raped as a child, who have had, had massive childhood trauma, or even if they weren't, the, the guys who are super addicted to pornography and they're starting to take that addiction down a road where they want something harder to have that same fix and they're being attracted to, to rape videos or things that are hard. If I can take those guys that have not become contact offenders yet and give them the tools they need to heal, we will rescue millions and millions, if not billions of children. And so there's a lot of different modalities that, you know, on the, on the surface, we've, we've step one, just like in Alcoholics Anonymous, where, where they have to acknowledge a supreme being. 
I don't care if you call God, you know, Isis or Jehovah or Heavenly Father or, or all. Well, it doesn't matter. You connect with the supreme being, especially the light of divinity within you, and, and draw upon that power to help you heal, to help you shed that trauma of your past. Understand that, that if, if you were raped at 10 years old, yes, that was super traumatic, but every single cell in your body is brand new, brand new. Every single cell that was raped, every physical part of you that was defiled at that time has been completely regenerated into brand new cells in your body. The only thing that is still there is you holding on to that trauma and, and thinking that some, yeah, it's that memory. It's that, it's thinking that somehow that defines you in any way. It doesn't, that doesn't define you. Now, sexual, um, sin in that way, whether it was done to you or by you, both can heal and both, both will require the power of God to do so, but both of them can heal. Now there's a lot of different people that have worked in therapists. I, 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 I about seven years ago, because I had so many women coming to me saying, Paul, I was raped at 10. I was raped at 15. I was sold by my mom. I was, and there were so many like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds all the time that were coming to me. And, and so I decided I am going to figure out how to fix that and help them heal. And a lot of my undercover operators were dealing with a lot of PTSD. You know, when you see an eight-year-old in chains, oh, yes. it messes you up. And so we started going and, and, and looking at a lot of different types of healing. The most powerful for adults of anything that I have ever found was something that unfortunately the U S government threw under the bus in the late sixties. And they, they classified things like, like uh, sassafras and white lily and mistletoe and psilocybin. Some of these different psychedelic type type plants, they classified them all in the schedule one made it so that you and I growing up our whole life felt like they were as evil and as dangerous as cocaine and heroin. John Hopkins University did a study and found that psilocybin is about as dangerous as table sugar. Table sugar, right? Okay, now now I'm not suggesting that people go get high and go to a rave and you know get on mushrooms and have a party, but, but when used with a trained facilitator and in, in a guided meditation, plant medicine healing experience where you come with a clear intention to shed your childhood trauma, to get rid of your PTSD. John Hopkins University did a study and said that 76% of people who go through one of those 24 hours, 76% of them said it was the most transformational 24 hours of their life. And so we've, we've started working on changing the laws nationwide. FDA should be approving MDMA later this year and psilocybin next year for the use in dealing with that kind of trauma. Meanwhile, we've got a, a healing retreat in Latin America that we're, uh, we're putting together. We have a lot of people that will come in for a three or four day totally immersive transformational healing experience. Our, uh, we, we, are, we are master facilitators with the group that we have and we've facilitated countless of these journey experiences. 
And our goal is to duplicate that throughout the world once they're legalized in these different countries and have trained facilitators come in and help people just release, release, release all of this trauma so that they don't end up holding it the rest of their lives and having to come out in verbal abuse, physical abuse, or even sexual abuse of others. So is, that's just that one so little great. Yeah. Well, and people can learn more about it by going to your website. Right. But I want to ask you one more question. What about all these people who are in leadership positions, making decisions and they have blackmail on them? What advice do you give? Cause there's a lot of them. We know that we know what the Breger report, we know that there's a systematic, you know, Epstein, that really was a blackmail operation. We know Absolutely. that many of these guys are blackmail. What, advice do you give them on how to overcome this blackmail and have the courage to do what's right for humanity? I would just say this. I would say to Mr. Politician, I would say, listen, we've all effed up, right? Now, I haven't effed up to the point where I could go to jail for it, you know, but I've had two failed marriages and, you know, I, 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 was, I, I wasn't living in total integrity within my marriage covenants and promises back then, I screwed up. I have full, full disclosure. It's so important that you understand that the truth is going to come out anyway. And it's better for you to stand right now and say, hey guys, guess what? You know what? I, I wasn't completely loyal to my wife or I, you know, I did this, whatever else, but I'm not going to allow that blackmail to ruin everything that I stand for. That's number one. Number two, if you are a politician, be aware of the fact that there's going to be temptations out there that are put together on purpose. You know, that that little secretary or whatever else that's there, she was probably a plan. I know. I've had I've had it happen to me. I was um I was some of the biggest money behind some of the politicians here in Utah when they were running. And uh um, I was at a I was at a, a a party, and there was two gorgeous girls there. Now I was married, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Now I'm a good looking guy, but I'm not good looking enough to have the two hottest girls in the room beeline towards me the day that I the second I came in. Right? I found out <laughs> later. I found out later that both of them were working for a law firm that was trying to take down one of the politicians that I was funding. Right? But it, I found out that later it happens everywhere. And so so they were they were purposely trying to get me to come and hang out with them in their apartment and whatever else. And I, I, the only reason I realized it wasn't, I was, you know, I, they were being way too aggressive and they were way too hot. For somebody, they that weren't was, as well. They weren't very professional about how they did it. I they know, did it more I subtly. You could have right been whole. through that crap. So, <laughs> but, but it happens all the time, yes. all the time. Well, okay. Now let's talk about the politicians that didn't do anything wrong, but it's made up blackmail. Any message to them about courage? Stand in your truth. Stand in your truth. That's all I can say. Is understand that the rest of us. We, we realize that there's deep fake videos out there. There's all kinds of crap out there. Just I, my, my favorite quote is this, a man or woman with integrity expects to be believed. And when we're not, we let time prove us right. 
It's happened so many times in my life where I've been acting in a place of integrity and I wasn't believed and people were coming against me and I expected to be believed because I was acting in a place of integrity. But I realized, you know what? I'm not believed. Some people, I'm going to let time prove me right. And it did every, every single time. And they came back to me later and said, wow, you were right. You know, that guy was dirty. Look, now he's going to jail. I, yeah. It's happened over it's painful and over. In the, during the process, I know what you're yeah. saying. It's happened to me many times, too. It's painful to have to endure the abuse during the time that you're enduring it. But the truth comes out and it's right for humanity. I just appreciate you so much. Can you talk about the film again, where people can see it, where they can learn more about your healing uh, techniques and centers and give Absolutely. us your contact information? Absolutely. Two or three things. First of all, uh, the foundation is the Child Liberation Foundation. You can look online, Child Liberation Foundation. You can go to liberateachild.org or liberatechildren.org. And uh, we're making some changes within the website. So far for the last decade, we've been focused just on the rescue of the children. And a lot of the, the donors, their money is going to actual rescue and rehabilitation of the children. We're changing it so that we have a little bit more broad scope and providing- so both. Yes, you're we're doing, doing both. So not, but we're more focused on healing. We're putting a lot of money into the, the healing retreats and the safe houses. We're putting a lot of money into, into programs and tools to allow people to heal within their own homes if they've been a, a victim as a child, et cetera. In addition to that, within the next two weeks, we will have the, the website liberate-humanity.org and .com available. Uh, you can find me on social media liberate humanity liberate dot humanity because they won't let me have a dash on instagram and whatever else but liberate humanity is is the focus on on everything that we're doing you can find me at paul hutchinson official um if you want to but liberate humanity is where the focus is moving forward i don't need to be that celebrity um the movie coming out the sound of freedom um is uh, is available in most anywhere around the, the country. There's going to be, I, I got a list today from Angel Studios, just of the Los Angeles uh, um, area itself, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of theaters that it will be coming out in. So find a theater near you coming out July 4th, um, The Sound of Freedom, absolutely beautiful film. Jim Caviezel, he played Jesus, Passion of Christ, Count of Monte Cristo. He plays the part of Tim, the Homeland Security agent who first recruited me. Uh, Eduardo Verostegui, is the, the producer of the film. He plays a part of Paul, myself, the, the billion dollar fund manager who decides to quit his job to go rescue kids. And then after that, it will be on the Angel Studio platform that you'll be able to stream from home. And, um, and I, I, would, I would admonish you to, to contribute, to donate, to help out in whatever way you can. I promise you that every dollar will be used to fight trafficking and to create healing. Every dollar through that's coming into the, the, the Liberate-Humanity uh, site and everything coming into the Child Liberation site as well, everything will be used to help eradicate this problem from the face of the earth. So thank you for 
Well, I'm going to play the trailer before uh, this interview. I, I just really want people to get out and to share it and share it with your friends who might be completely have no knowledge that this is going on or just, you know, they have, there's a big blockage where they just, they want to think it's conspiracy theory. And so we really need to get out to everyone and your neighbors and your friends and everybody needs to get out and understand what the message of this film is and understand that this is not an isolated situation. Absolutely. And it's something that all of us can do something to fix it. Realize that fixing the demand is the best thing that you can do. Help your young boys in your home respect sexuality, respect women. Help them understand how pornography is taking them down a dark road. Help them, help them have healthy relationships. Help them break free. Help your girls break free of the, the negative self-esteem that they have from being objectified as, as, as their younger self or even any kind of situation of rape. Make sure that you create safety in your home. Understand that sleepovers are pretty dangerous. Make sure you know, you really know the families if you're doing allowing some of those sleepovers. And, and make sure you know that the family members who may not be in control of their of their sexual impulses keep your children safe and then from there the people who are dealing with some of those issues help them get the help that they need we have a lot of of breath work tools and 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 meditation tools that are coming in place with with some of our partners with liberate humanity all kinds of tools even outside of any kind of guided meditation uh, journey experiences that you can use to shed that trauma, to come to a place where you can live your life with integrity and never, ever, ever passing that trauma on to somebody else. And I'm going to have to have you back because we're going to have to, it, after the film comes out and, and, and so forth, we can talk about some of the results of it, but also about what's waiting for humanity. There's so many, we have a new age coming. There's so much good coming for humanity we have to deal with the hard stuff, but there's so much good and so much bright light that's coming for us. I, I really do feel like a new age of incredible things is coming. I 100% I agree. You know that a lot of people are talking about a great reset and great whatever. Understand, yes, that we are going to have a global reset, but this is not what the deep state is pushing for. It's not, it's not, their it's not the, it's, it's a revolution. There's that. There's this rising of global consciousness and this rising of this 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 frequency vibration. This vibration of love, of peace, and and you know a lot of religious folk believe in the millennium and a thousand years of peace that's coming. They're right, and we're right around the corner, and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. It's going to be challenging between now and then because we've got to shake out a lot of this negativity. But, but there is a beautiful, beautiful future in front of us. We just can't let ourselves be controlled by the systems that are, that are going to put their wrenches on and make us give up freedoms in, in replacement for food, food security or personal security, whatever else. Understand, we don't need that system to allow you to really be happy and to be able to grow your own food and to have a, have a, a peaceful family and a beautiful future. So I see some beautiful things in the horizon, absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul. You're amazing.
Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me on.